Hello and welcome back to Kylie Says. What if I were to tell you that everything that you ever thought that you could achieve is possible? And what if I were to tell you that all of the trauma, self-doubt, mental blocks, relationships that have hindered your ability to grow could all be healed by using your mind? Now, I know that that sounds a little hooby-dooby, if you will, a little out there, but that very vision right there is what completely and utterly has propelled me to continue moving forward with this spiritual journey that I've been on ever since I started to be, ever since I started my eating disorder recovery. And did I believe any of those things at first? Honestly, no. It all seemed a little bit too good to be true. And then lately, I have been getting so many signs from my spirit guides, from my angels who are just pointing me in the direction that something big is coming. My Reiki session, my intuitive guidance session all have pointed me in the direction showing that something's coming and I'm on the cusp of something. But then it made me start thinking about where I've come. Because one thing that I read in every single one of the books that I've poured myself into around meditation, healing, and manifestation are that your thoughts have created your current life. All of the experiences that you've gone through thus far, whether they were toxic at the time or not, you have braved through them because somehow you were powerful enough to get through them. Even if you experienced self-doubt, anxiety, imposter syndrome, or anything else to get where you are today, you did it. You made it. And now you're here and you're listening to this podcast, which today is going to dive into what exactly happens when we try to heal. Why do we feel the way that we do when we want to actually heal? Why do we feel fearful? What can we learn from when we're going through this process and how do we just accept what's happened and move on? Let's get into it. trying to go on some sort of a healing journey for yourself, even if you're not calling it a healing journey, I highly recommend starting with books that your friends have recommended or that people that you follow on social media, who you trust, who you feel are like living in the life that, who are living an authentic life, go to them and seek out what they're reading. I have found a lot of books through actually looking at people's Amazon lists. And I've also found a lot of books that I've seen people recommend on social media because I feel like that's one of the best ways to find something that might have really resonated with someone else instead of having to do like a ton of research for yourself if you're really lost about where to start and where to read. The reason that I would recommend that you start with reading books is because I think it's really hard to have some of these conversations with people that you care about or people that are in your lives when you start wanting to honestly like when you start wanting to better yourself and understand kind of why you are the way that you are why you've been spending time the way that you've been spending time or doing things to yourself or for yourself in the way that you've been doing them. And I think especially a long time ago, uh, you know, I would say like when I was in college, I don't know that I necessarily felt that it was like quote unquote cool to be doing self-help. I feel like 
you did those things if you were really fucked up or if you were really crazy or if someone was forcing you to do those things because our parents' generation did not deal with their shit. They didn't talk it out. They sucked it up buttercup and went on with their day and just buried down all of their things. So there was never really a strategy for how to cope. And that is one of the biggest things that I want to be able to teach my children is how to cope with what we're feeling what happens to them and how to become aware of what your body is kind of trying to signal to you and what your mind is telling you and how your body reacts and that all takes me back to when I finally decided that I wanted to recover from my eating disorder it was around the time that I was about to get married and I just had felt like it was enough like I felt like I can't go into this union I can't go into this partnership hiding this huge secret it just felt far too overwhelming for me and I knew I would just break and fall apart so even though I knew technically I knew like I could continue getting away with this for honestly as long as I possibly wanted to it did not feel right to me it did not feel like the path that I wanted to take and start my marriage I felt very strongly I wanted to start my marriage in the best possible way for myself, for my partner, and to try to just be the best person that I can be, especially if I wanted to be a mom one day. I don't want to be a mom who's hiding, you know, my eating habits, who's leaving my kids in front of the TV so that I can go throw up in the bathroom. That is not the type of mom that I wanted to be. And so I started having to actually do some serious work. I had gone to counseling in the past. You know, I had chosen to go by myself. I was not forced to go my parents, you know, at this time when no one knew I was trying to take myself to therapy because I felt like I was in way over my head but having those conversations at the time with someone who I just felt like didn't totally care in the outcome of me being there and who I felt like was just there because they kind of had to be and they didn't understand me was hard I felt like I was literally talking to a brick wall and even just admitting that I had an eating disorder was so devastating to me because I felt like I could not see an end in sight and I was just living this life that was a total dichotomy to what everyone else was saying. Like I felt at times I was so confident because I felt good in my body because I'd created this beautiful body from, you know, eating super healthy and then working out excessively and then purging most of the things that I ate. And then I had this other part of me that just wanted to eat everything and I just wanted to be able to not have to restrict or to not have to actually think about all of the calories I was consuming and the guilt that I was feeling that was associated with however the heck I was eating. It was just a terrible way to live. And I started getting into reading some of these self-help books because I felt like in a way I wanted to be seen in that way. I wanted to actually hear from someone else what their story was and when I started out on this journey I did not like to read the books that were like I'll give you an example I didn't like to read the books that I felt like were all hunky-dory from the get-go where it's like things may be hard but just believe into it to me that felt very inauthentic to where I was at the time I was not in a place where I felt like I'm just gonna give it to God and it's all gonna work out I felt like I am fucking stuck and I need to somehow get out of this rut to get out of this hole or I'm gonna have you know, a really bad life ahead, or I'm gonna go down a, a scary and a dangerous mental path that is not gonna be good for me in the long run. And so I was drawn to books like Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And I was also drawn to um, books like The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein and Spirit Junkie and 
and a few others that she has written. And The Universe Has Your Back is definitely one from Gabby Bernstein that like really resonated with me. But one thing that I loved about both of these women and the way that they wrote was that they wrote from a place of truth and they wrote from a place of despair and from a place of pain and from the realization that they had hit rock bottom despite what rock bottom may look like to someone else they understood what their rock bottom meant to them and I felt like if I didn't get on that journey at the time that I did I would have found myself in some sort of a rock bottom where I did not want to be in a body that I might not have recognized and a person whose goals and dreams felt so far off from the little per- the little girl that I wanted to be when I was thinking about who I want to be as a person, as an adult, that I had to just nip it in the bud. And that's why when I was reading these books, I actually felt so seen. I didn't necessarily suffer from the same things in the way that, you know, okay, I'm struggling with my sexuality which is what Glennon Doyle was talking about, or, you know, I have a terrible cocaine addiction, which was what Gabby Bernstein was talking about. But both of those things are kind of understandable in the life that we live. You get really caught up in doing what other people say that you should do. You go out and you party and you are easily influenced. You like being associated as kind of the fun, or, you know, this is my perspective. You like being associated as like, yeah, I'm the fun girl, I'm the party girl, you can call me for a good time. But then after the drugs wear off and after the weekend is over and you have to go back to living your life and you have to actually see yourself for who you really are, that's when the oh shit moment becomes apparent. And that is not a fun place to be. And that is not a fun thing or person to look back at in the mirror. And there are a few quotes that I think from this book really resonate with me, especially in what I kind of wanted to talk about today. So... One of the quotes that I absolutely love from Brene Brown, for instance, is owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing we'll ever do. And I think that is so spot on. It can often be triggering to kind of start a healing process because and this is why I think that there's so much fear in actually trying to uncover you know some of the things that hold us back is because we're almost afraid of what we're going to find and I think that's 100% accurate because there is this fear factor that comes along with if I do this work and try to uncover why I've had these blocks why I've acted this way why I'm responding to things this way why I'm not able to reach some of my goals and where my self-doubt is coming from what am I going to find What things have I buried away or what things have I like literally blocked from my mind so that I don't have to face that I'm going to have to uncover? And I think that that quote just gives a really good example of the fact that when you're able to actually sit there and you're able to sit with your own life and say, I want better for me, that's brave. That takes courage and that takes some like, you know, that takes pull up your pull up your pants, (laughs) you know, sit back, get some tears and, you know, get your tissues ready to go because you're going to cry figuring out who the hell are you. And another one of her quotes said, owning our story can be hard, but not nearly as difficult as spending our lives running from it. Embracing our vulnerabilities is risky, but not nearly as dangerous as giving up on love and belonging and joy. 
the experiences that make us the most vulnerable. Only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light. And I think that that's also such a beautiful quote, first of all. But owning all of the past shit that you've done either to other people or to yourself, instead of just running from whoever you used to be and why you used to act certain ways, is being an adult. Like, that's something that you should just be able to accept. I think also becoming a mom, you think about what you want your children to be when they grow up, who you want them to be, what you want them to learn from you. And you don't want them to learn hate or judgment or fear from you. You want them to learn how to cope, how to accept, how to embrace other people, how to be open to differences and how to accept their emotions, understand what their emotions mean, and then deal with them and not bury them under the rug and hope to God that they don't make the same mistakes you do because they have no idea how to deal with what they're feeling. That is absolutely not something that you want. And for me, I know for myself, I want to be able to feel like I have done the best that I possibly could in becoming the best person that I possibly could. And one thing that I think is really hard in this journey, and there's fear, where I have some fear and like some self-doubt, is being super present. I think one of the things that's talked about in all of these manifestation books is being present and the power that's in like the power that you will find when you're actually present. Gabby Bernstein and the universe has your back says your presence is your power. And there are some quotes like that where I just like read them a few times because I'm like, okay, your presence is your power. Your presence is your power. What does that mean? And it literally means that you are focusing on the present moment. You cannot dwell on the past. And now that may seem contradictory because I'm saying you need to deal with your shit to become the person you want to be today. That doesn't mean that you have to dwell on it. That means that you have to be aware of it so that you can make a change. It's literally like if you are driving a car and you're on empty and you're realizing, okay, I actually can't make it from point A to point B. I need to make sure that I get gas next time this happens so that I don't run out of gas on the side of the road and get stranded again. It's the same sort of thing. You need to be able to say, oh, okay, you know, that was a pattern. Like, I definitely need to make sure that I'm, okay, I'm aware of it now, so I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen again. And some patterns are obviously going to be repeated. Like, that's just how it is. But the biggest lesson in going through your healing journey is that it takes bravery and courage to be able to say, I'm afraid of what I might find and I'm going to do it anyway because it's going to be for... It's going to be for the betterment of myself so that I can be the best person I am, the best mom, daughter, sister, friend, colleague, whomever, and show up in the way that I know I'm meant to show up based on what my purpose in life is. There's another quote from Gabby Bernstein, and the universe has your back, and it says, when you make this type of commitment to the universe, it's important to be aware of any sneaky, fear-based story that can hook you back in. This is the story that pain has purpose. We live in a world that supports drama, terror, separation, and hardship. We've been guided to believe that without pain, we have not accomplished or achieved. I'm here to bust that myth now. Pain does not equal purpose. Your purpose is to be joyful. Your purpose is to live with ease. Your purpose is to surrender to the love of the universe so you can live a happy life. Accept the purpose of love and your life will radically change this instant. That is what I am working towards. Your purpose is to be joyful. Like, what the hell? Of course your purpose is to be joyful. And I feel like especially today and in 
this culture that we live in, when you have people that come to the United States from, from other parts of the country that, or from other parts of the world, I'm sorry, that don't necessarily have the same work ethos that we do here in the United States, especially in Silicon Valley, they think that we're absolutely fucking nuts, that we are literally working to live and not the other way around or whatever it is. Like, we live to work, I guess, is the right way. I kind of botched that, but you know where I'm, you know what I'm going. You know where I'm going. Um, and that we all deserve a life to be happy and that fear is the only story that's holding us back from reaching our goals. And I live in such a constant fear-based mindset when I feel like I'm not getting the things that I felt like I should be getting through my manifestation and that's a scary place to be because it's when the self-doubt comes in and every time I'm doubtful it's almost like I then get mad at myself like oh my gosh I know I'm doubting things but it almost seems like it's too good to be true what if it happens and then I don't know what to do with it like am I really meant for this I don't know if I can listen to this but then when things are going so well for me and I'm like oh my gosh it's all coming together like my unit the universe is giving me signs I need to accept exactly what it's telling me. Like, this is it. I know what I'm meant for. I know what my purpose is. And then when it starts showing up really clearly is when I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. Let's go back to that place that's safe. Let's go back to that place where I'm afraid. Let's go back to that place where I'm doubtful. Let's go back to that place where I don't feel like I can radically change my life with my mindset. Let's go back to that place of, you know, where I don't surrender and I don't, and surrender, I mean, in a good way, where I don't feel like I'm okay to surrender and just love myself and love my, you know, the universe and the way and trust that it's going to deliver to me exactly what I need at the moments that I need it. Because that's what fear does. It makes us feel small and it makes us question our abilities. There's another quote by Gabby Bernstein. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to manifest the glory of God that is that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I think that is so beautiful because I love the this part. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure, not that we are inadequate. That to me is like a ding, ding, ding. Yes, that's exactly a part of my deepest fear is like, when I actually feel 100% in alignment, which by the way, I did not today. Today was one of those days where I was just stuck. I spent the entire weekend reading books about manifestation, journaling, you know, honestly like doing the work, what's required of me. I'm getting better educated. I'm putting in the time and the work and the effort. I'm working on aligning my mindset. I'm working on building routines that make me feel better. But for some reason after that routine this morning, and maybe it's because I didn't sleep well, I don't know. I just felt so off the whole day and I could not put my finger on it. Something was just off. Wasn't my day. And that's okay because I've had other days where I felt like today is absolutely my fucking day. I am living my best life. I am totally in alignment with the universe. I am feeling so good. And it just wasn't, that just wasn't how it how it went today I even tried to record this podcast episode earlier today and I just stopped you know literally one minute in it was like it's not happening right now and now it's 9 34 the night before I'm releasing this podcast episode and I'm like 
not that I'm down to the wire because there's no pressure. I'm just doing this for me. But I had to have that conversation with myself and my husband earlier today. Like, why am I doing this? I started to get fearful about what are people thinking about me when I put these episodes out? Is anyone even listening to this? Why did I look at all the data when it told me that I've had, you know, zero downloads today? Like, it's just, and I just had to talk myself out of the outcome. I am such, I am an individual that is heavily invested in what the outcome will be. Like if there's, if there's a reason, if it's going to turn out this way, then yes, I'll go ahead and do it. But that is one thing that in my session with my intuitive guide, she was telling me like, you cannot be attached to the outcome because when you're manifesting, you don't know what the outcome is. You just know that you're on the right path and that you're following your intuition. You don't know what it's going to look like. It might end up looking nothing like you thought it was going to look like. And that's because it's not meant to look like what you thought it looked like. The universe may have something way better for you than what you could have imagined for yourself. So if you get stuck to that outcome and every time you don't get it, you just start getting grumpy. You're never going to end up reaching your highest potential because you're you're not going to ever be comfortable enough or in a place of flow or a place of high enough vibration to allow yourself to do so. And I know that I have made so many positive steps towards reaching whatever that, you know, whatever that next step is, but I'm kind of at the point where I'm walking up these huge steps that are so steep and there's a little landing right in the middle. And it's kind of a place where you can catch your breath and reevaluate. Am I going to keep going up or am I going to turn back around and say, I made it far enough. It was fun while it lasted. I feel pretty good, but I'm not going to finish the job. I'm not going to go all the way up the stairs because I don't know where it leads. I'm going to go back down where I was because it's safer and it's easier to get down than it is to get up because getting up feels a lot harder. I don't really have the energy right now to go all the way up. So I think I'm just going to turn around, you know, cut my losses and call it a day. But I also am not a quitter. And... Well, this podcast may not be generating money for me right now. It may not be getting as many eyeballs as I initially hoped for. My husband reminded me today why I'm doing this. And he was like, you're doing this for you. Like, this is not for anyone else. And how lucky are you that you actually have the ability and you're building out the time for yourself to do something that you truly care about and something that, like, you know, makes you feel happy. And he's like, how many other people in the world are working 24-7 just to try to make ends meet, that don't have time to do a passion project, that aren't able to like really dig in and read and buy all of these books and spend time reading at night before they go to bed. Like you're actually able to do all of the things that you want to do. Like you're doing the work. You're doing what makes you happy. And no, of course, it it might not ever make you any money, but that doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. So you're not doing it for anyone else. You're doing it for yourself. And I was like, hmm. Okay, touche. You know, like, okay, well, I wasn't expecting you to be... I was honestly not expecting that from my husband. And I'm going to take a sip of my beverage one second. And it honestly got me in a better state of flow. And I felt like, okay, we can go back home after picking up our daughter. And I think that I can actually get this podcast episode out there. Because that was meaningful to me. And that made me think about this other quote from, from Glennon Doyle. The braver I am, the luckier I get. To be brave is to forsake all others to be true to yourself. And hallelujah, hell yes. I am honestly, when I think about it right now at least, to where I'm kind of like, I'm kind of getting this like overwhelming happiness feeling inside of me right now. It took a lot of bravery for me to just start a podcast out of nowhere. 
I don't know if anyone wants to listen to what I have to say. I don't know if anyone's even listening to this right now. But it makes me feel really good. And you know what? Deep down, I do feel like this is going to help someone. And I do feel like someone's going to listen to this. I do feel like someone might be able to listen to my story one day and say, hey, that resonates with me. I was in the same sort of place. You know, and as a mom, I, I really think about this a lot as a mom. No, my kids don't know that I'm doing a podcast right now. Of course they don't. They're too young for that. But one day when they grow up, they might listen to this and think, wow, I'm really proud of my mom for just being brave and taking the courage to do something that she believed in. Who knows what's going to happen with my platform or with my role in life or my role as, you know, as I continue down my spiritual journey. Who knows who I'm going to help or how it's going to come to fruition. I know something's coming. I can feel it. I just know that it is there. I can like feel it tingling inside of me. But I want them to be proud of me for at least following my own intuition and being brave for myself being true to myself. I did this because I was getting pulled in the direction of needing to be able to share my voice somehow. And I felt deep in my gut that people would listen to this. And it's amazing to see, honestly, when I look at, when I actually do look at the analytics outside of what the outcome should be in my head. When I see how many places this has been downloaded, it's been downloaded across the world, which is incredible. I wanted one listener and I've had hundreds. I mean, that's amazing to me it's on you know I'm on Apple podcasts and I'm not trying to like brag about myself right now I just I'm taking a moment to be proud of myself because I think this quote the braver I am the luckier I get is really true because it takes bravery to actually follow what you it takes bravery to be able to acknowledge what makes you lit up inside and I've been getting pulled to all of these women's platforms that have coaching businesses or that are using their platforms to help women overcome fear, help them heal from past traumas, help them identify where they might have blockages, help them raise their vibration and their energy, help them, you know, be able to make more money in their business and see that they're, you know, a mom boss. I love the mom mompreneur or mom, yeah, I think it's mompreneur, that whole just like movement, because to me it is a movement because I feel like moms are actually taking what's theirs in a way like yes it is the hardest job in the world to raise a kid it is a hundred times harder to raise a kid take care of yourself and do something that actually lights you up inside without feeling like you're giving everything to everyone else and that happens all the time like it's very hard not to feel like that but I don't want to spend my life running from what could be I want to be able to experience things that make me feel scared but in a way where I'm like okay I'm scared because I'm on to something and that's kind of how I was feeling up until today when it's almost like I got so I was doing so much visualization work that the more clear I saw my visualizations the more fearful I got about them actually coming true because then I knew oh my gosh this would mean a lot of responsibility this would mean I would be you know solely responsible for things like my own income or I would be responsible to earning to building and like building a clientele and all of these sorts of things that you know what sort of certifications am I going to need if I follow my gut if I follow my intuition like what are people going to want to hear from me what do I have to offer and I think that that's okay to not know because again like embracing our vulnerabilities as risky but not nearly as dangerous as giving up on love and belonging and joy the experiences that make us the most vulnerable as Brene Brown says because one thing that Gabby Bernstein also says is that we are souls having a human experience or something along those lines 
And when you think about it from that perspective, it's like, oh, damn, wow. It's a really interesting way to look at it. Like, we are souls having a human experience. I believe that past lives do exist, personally. I think that there are so many modalities in which you can start exploring. And for me, that can at times be a little bit overwhelming because I want to do all of the things at once and I want them to happen right away. I want to know all the answers. But right now, I think it's more about, don't, I don't need to worry so much about focusing my attention on just one thing. I can take all the time that I need to focus on all of the different other things that I want to focus on. I can learn about all the modalities and see what speaks to me. It took me this long to realize that human design is something that I absolutely am obsessed with. If you talk to me, I will likely talk to you at some point about human design. I literally met a Bloomberg reporter and told her about human design. And... We met for lunch and I told her, you know, I think that you're a generator and I think that your numbers might be a, might be one in three. And then she said, okay, I'm going to have to go check this out now because you've totally piqued my interest. She went home and I messaged her and I was like, okay, what are you? What are you? Like, I couldn't wait to hear what she said. And she was a generator one three. Like, it's those moments where I'm like, holy shit. I knew it. Like, how did I even know that? And it's just, you kind of get this vibe from people when you can tell that they're open to that and one thing that I really am hoping to do is kind of like create my own tribe around me with people that are like-minded in this that really love this sort of work that love things like human design and spirituality and that love reading these sorts of books and talking about things like Akashic Records and no this is not going to be for everyone some of what I'm saying might sound like some hoopla but I don't care. I mean, I do care. That's the thing. I really, really do care what people think, but I have to not care. And that's like what I'm trying to get. And this is when the bravery comes in. And this is the fear and healing. Like I need to be able to identify. I am fearful about some of these things. I need to say, okay, I have fear here. And then ask myself questions. Why am I fearful? What am I fearful of? What am I afraid of that could go right? Or what am I afraid that could go wrong? I need to accept those things and those feelings for what they are and say, okay, I accept that I feel this way. I am going to let it go and I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to hopefully learn that it is okay to feel fear because fear is a biological or a physiological response to going out of your comfort zone. But then I also have to continue going up those steps. So like I mentioned, you know, really early or I don't know how long ago in this episode, that I was coming to kind of that emphasis. Okay, I've gone halfway up the stairs and then there's a landing area. I can sit there, hands on my knees, take a breath. (sighs) Okay, decide if I'm going to go up, if I'm going to go back down. And right now, what I can tell you is that I am 100% going up. I'm taking those stairs and I'm seeing where it gets me. I'm going to leave it here for now, but I want to just do a little PSA that if you've enjoyed this episode, I really, really... I'm so thankful that you listened to it, especially if you made it this far. And if you like it and you think someone else might like it, share it. That's totally free. It will take you one second to do. And if you feel so compelled and you are interested in leaving me a review, that would also be amazing. Even if it's a one-star review because for any reason... I don't think that it will be because I'm not putting that out in the universe. But if you feel like leaving me a review, that would mean so much to me. This is, again, a passion project. And I'm just hoping to reach someone and be able to connect in a deeper way. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in. There'll be more next week, Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time.